Yo, what's good? My name is Lance Moore. Welcome to Shit IDK, where we did not know it is impossible to hum with your nose closed. Y'all tried it? Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Let me see. Let me see you. Let me see you do it. Go ahead. All right, all right. Hum. Well, <laughs> oh, that fuck up your whole insides right you there. Block your airways. Damn, you try, uh, that's almost like uh going underwater and trying to breathe in. Why would you do that? You never tried that when you was a kid. Going no. underwater and breathing in. So your cousin ain't never just been like, "Hey man, try to breathe underwater." Going no. No. Right? What the hell? What the hell does <laughs> Are you that? asking to drown? Like, what's going exactly. on? Y'all didn't have a good childhood. That's not good. That's not good. This is worse right. when you brought up that Anyway, we got a good show today, man. Shout out to my new, shout out to my <laughs> my new co-host. Hey. I've been here forever. Shout out to my co-host, man, Ricky Ray and JJ. What's good? What's up? What's up? What's up with y'all? How y'all feeling? <laughs> Fuck you. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, my beautiful people with all my nerds and blurs? <laughs> it's an inside joke, y'all. It's an inside joke. <laughs> God yo, damn. Guys are crazy, man. <laughs> Uh, we got a dope show today, man. We're gonna be talking about everything from the environment all the way to social media, man. So, hey, man, what y'all got going? Wrapping it all together, I guess. Yeah. So, first off, how was y'all week? My my week was good. I started a new job. Okay, you know, Not more snaps, money, more nigga. money, more so money. I can't clap. Oh, um, niggas, thunder claps. If you <laughs> still working with kids, okay. mental health, autism, things like that. So. Still kind of doing the same thing, just making more money at a larger platform. Nice. Say. She is doing the Lord's work. That's what oh, they yeah. say. That's what they say. That's what they say. Ricky, what you got going? Well, um, I've been scratching and surviving. Mm. Yeah, I cannot wait. Hey, listen, real quick. I cannot wait till this Biden administration alleviates the office. Oh, well, no, I can't wait till the office is alleviated of the Biden administration. Mm. Trump 2024, please. We need economics primarily back. I'm just saying that's all I'm saying. Hey man, I'm gonna go more into that when we get on to our uh uh economic talk. That's cool. That's cool. I'm just hoping to live in 2024 because it's a lot of shit coming down the pipe hole, man. We got Deadpool 3, we got motherfucking me. Yeah, I'm going there. I'm going there. Cause y'all talk about y'all little week. I'm talking about my little week. Yeah, okay. Tell me about your week. How hey was your man, week it was amazing because I seen Quantum Mania. Pandemonium. Quantum Manium just dropped the trailer. Man, we got Black Panther coming next month. We got Quantum Mania coming. And did y'all see? Um. Oh, but I thought you switched cameras on me. <laughs> like, no, like, not cut that good. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, I'm gonna Thanos snap no. your ass. But what? Uh, what's that? Uh, Black. Um, Black Adam. Black Adam. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those black movies. <laughs> Some. Uh, did y'all see that? I haven't seen it. Yet. I haven't seen it. I, I, seen it. Yet, okay, I guess we'll have to do like a little review on it. No, because I haven't seen it either. We need to do a group uh, where we go, go to the see movies. It. Yeah, go, go see it. Movies, that sounds good. It. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Be dope. Yeah, and we also got to do brunch, guys. <laughs> brunch. The black people love brunch. I'm definitely gonna snatch that shit. Terrible. These guys that I work with, guys. Uh, yeah, man. But um, it's gonna be a dope. It's gonna be a dope couple of years. Can't wait to do it. You know. Nope. Yeah, I'm excited for all those new movies too. Mm -hmm. Are you? I am. Are you? JJ? I'm excited to see the new Black Panther. Okay. Okay. Why? Because Riri got an initial in that. I didn't know Riri was in it. No, nah, she did a song and then she dropped the initial. Like she even copyrighted the uh, not the she copyrighted the R. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean big moves. Shadadi K, Shadadi K. Shadadi K. We Shadadi might get K. some new we might need we might get some Rihanna music. We might, you know. Maybe. That's Ricky Baby over there. He was pissed off when when know. she actually had a baby for real. Yeah, he was pissed off. Look at him. Screw you, ASAP Rocky. <laughs> mm. You mean to tell me all I had to do was wear a kilt? All I had to do was wear a kilt and some Doc Martens. I could have got really. I don't think that's it. Oh, well. I might not be as handsome as him, but okay. (laughs) All right, y'all. It's crazy. Today, we're going to be talking about a couple different things. You got social media, environment, healthcare, um, media versus real life, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, My main thing that I've kind of been noticing is how a lot of people attach like where they grew up and the environment they grew up in and everything that surrounds them and just lets that be the cap on like what they know in life like Mm -hmm. all the mentalities that they're being taught growing up and things like that just the world is huge so i think oh definitely as like we only grow up to be like 18 years old before we leave the house so why are we (laughs) why is that why why are we stopping our growth then like why are we not expanding to the rest of our life and well, sometimes it um, sometimes I think they get that goldfish mentality. You know, a goldfish can only get as big as its bowl. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are not being. Uh, it's kind of like that. Um, it's almost like each one teach one. Like we, we, a lot of the times, like say for instance, um, we see those people in those environments. You know what I'm saying? Like a young kid. You know what I'm saying? Growing up in that same environment, it's up to us, the older generation, to kind of reach back and you know what I'm saying, expose them to different stuff. You know. And hey man, shout out to shout out to Radio Raheem. Tomorrow he's gonna be speaking at a uh, at a high school. Okay, and it's gonna be you know, so that's gonna be dope. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Showing the showing how you can uh, make it as an entrepreneur and how you can uh, exceed in in crazy fucking measures. You know what I'm saying? Without outside of the outside norm. of the social norm and like thinking outside of the box, you can definitely do it. You know, so doing things like that is how you take that kid out of that fishbowl. You know, right, so right, right. uh just hey man, shout out to them, shout out to that, you know. So uh I think that helps in the environment of the kid too, like seeing that. And it's not just because what they're saying, like coming from that block, coming from that street, they just seeing dope boy, they just saying mm-hmm. I gotta do it athletics, you know what I'm saying? Like basketball. Oh, I gotta either I'm gonna sell dope or I'm gonna shoe hoops, you know. Not saying that's all we think about, but sometimes that's that seems the like the easiest that way like out. The easiest mm-hmm. way, you know. So we just gotta kind of Continue to reach back and teach more. You know? For sure, I like, definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm uh, I'm on a I'm on a line I'm on the same uh, wavelength as you guys uh, because in my own personal experience, that's how I was when I grew up in my neighborhood. I grew up in that's all I saw. Yeah, all the all the things I don't have to name them, but all the things you think that goes on in every neighborhood, that's what went on in mine. That's all I saw. Yeah. So guess what happened? I wanted to be a part of that. My mm-hmm. listen to me, bro. I was. Uh, born and raised in Pleasant Grove, Dallas, Texas. Yeah. My mind was so confined to Pleasant Grove. North Dallas was like a whole nother city to me. And it was literally only 10, 15 minutes off the road. But it was like a whole nother city to me because I didn't want, I couldn't see past my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? But now me as a 30-some-year-old man, my mind oh, frame man. is so my mind frame is so abroad. Boy, I'm seeing past space. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you have to you have, sometimes you have to take those type of kids and those type of environments that mitigates their growth. You have to take them out and show them other things to know that uh, growth is a tangible. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That you can Definitely. actually 
see these things and be those things. But and also too, you have to be somebody that can relate to those children. You can't get people like Bill Gates to come talk to kids in, mm -hmm. in those type of neighborhood. They can't relate to that. They don't think, oh, you came for money. Yeah. You know I'm saying you got to get somebody like you know, like radio, you, me. You know what I'm saying? They actually escape from those environments mm -hmm. to go back and talk to those children. Be like, hey. I'm living proof that you can make it up out of here. Yeah, know? definitely, definitely. Uh, but and it's it's I I won't say it's easy, you know, like doing it. It's definitely hard. That's why it it definitely depends on it definitely depends on the kid that you're talking to, mm -hmm. you know, because some of them are like so stuck in the ways of you know what I'm saying their environment. Yeah, it's instilled in their mind. Though. Yeah, like just think about if you same going back to the fishbowl, you know, like when you try to take a fish out of a bowl, you know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna run, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna fucking squirm and you gotta develop techniques to get it out, you know? Like whether yeah, it's with sure. a whether it's with a reacher, you know, pin it against the wall, a gaff two, you gotta mm -hmm. have tools, meaning, you know, you gotta have certain tools to help get them out. Yeah. Yeah. You can't uh, just you know what? That's a crazy analogy because if oh, you I'm good at analogies. It, whenever you take a fish out of water, you don't just let it sit. Mm -mm. You take it and put it in more water. Yeah. So, but you also you also take it. You use the, some of that same water. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you can shock them. They can go into shock. So sometimes you got to take what they already been into, invested into. You know what I'm saying? Use that to kind of get them out. Mm-hmm. Man, that's crazy. But um. I was thinking this is kind of like a rebuttal to what y'all are saying about mm. how, you know, other people need to go back and show the kids. But I think just a kid knowing that they have control over their own life and any resource or anything that they feel like they need, the knowledge that they need to know or that they lack, it's accessible, especially nowadays with social media and technology and things like that. I don't want I don't want kids to be like, well, I don't have anybody to come and show me how to do it. Do it yourself. Like go out there, like be accountable for your own actions. Go out there, learn it and do it, you know, yeah. like just have the mindset that the world is not what you see. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you guys can answer that for me or like why that isn't necessarily the right mentality to have. OK, so, well, me and my own personal message. I've always been an intelligent ass uh, individual. Now I'm not super duper smart, but um, I got a, some, a certain level of intelligence. Always had it since I can remember. But and growing up in a neighborhood that I had, that shit was put in the back of my mind. Cause all I saw, my reality wasn't Marvel or games or, you know, college and no shit like that. My reality was game banging, drug selling, when you see females, uh, ratchet, ghetto, that was my reality. Now, when I go home in my house, then I can live in my own world. You know what I mean? Play with my action figures, explore my imagination, watch clues and be like, oh, I want somebody like Stacey Dash. You know what I'm saying? But when I go outside with society, that ain't real. So whatever I, whatever I was in my house, however I was in my household, that was, a, that was just my imagination to me that wasn't real. Mm. I had to live, I had to be a part of what was real. Uh yeah. So that's how a lot of kids are. If your music and your environment is telling you one thing, you're gonna go along with that. Because a lot of kids are afraid to step outside of what they live. You know what I mean? Even if let's say rich kids, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? They don't give a damn about it. some might not give a damn by being super famous, super rich, meeting important people and something. They just probably just want to look like regular folk. But their regular folk is 
that. That's imagination. You can't be that because your reality is you're stupid rich and you have to live this rich life. So they'll have to be that in their own environment until they meet somebody that they can escape with. You know what I mean? That's like only reason why I escaped because I had to go down a rabbit hole to help me escape. Mm -hmm. Or some kids need somebody to come from that neighborhood, escape from that neighborhood and come back and tell them you can do this because I did. And that'll give them the courage to step outside that norm or that neighborhood reality. Because being a product of your environment is real as hell. Mm -hmm. It's real. That ain't no joke. You can become a statistic in your environment without you even knowing. So what do you think about like how the cost of living kind of ties into all that and creates certain environments? Okay, so if you live in an environment that's poor as shit, your reality is you poor as shit. Everybody around you is poor as shit. And if mo most of the time, if you're poor, you're not happy. You're stressed, you're angry, you're mad, your mind is filled with so much things. You have so many things that's holding reservations in your mind. And uh, with that, you it stunts your growth. Yeah, you know? for sure. So if everybody is, is on the same accord or struggling, blah, 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 what that's going to lead to kids? No hope at all. Yeah. And without hope, guess what that leads to? Oh, this is the main thing you always hear people that come from where we come from say, uh, why you didn't do this this way, blah, blah, blah. I have to go for what I know. And if you come from a neighborhood is, and the only thing your neighborhood uh, uh, provides is drugs, gang banging and all those, going for what you know can impede the process of your growth. And money ties into that. Yeah, I think money definitely ties into that simply because of like the type of opportunities that come about. You know, yeah. you're not going to get the same opportunities in a poor neighborhood than that the rich kids have at all for one you can't even afford the same opportunities you know what i mean because a right. lot of times stepping out and you know doing something that you love that costs money like playing sports growing up doing all this to get you out of the streets get mm -hmm. you out of that environment that you came from costs money, cost money. Mm -hmm. ain't nobody gonna front you i'm not gonna say nobody but nine times out of ten nobody gonna front you especially not in the poor need. community especially not because everybody who, who, everybody need money everybody needs everybody scratching and surviving mm -hmm. so you can't help the it. next person and you, you can't you can't mow somebody else's grass and your grass down to like a jungle you gotta take care of your yours first but you can bear it you don't even, you can't even afford a lawnmower to mow your grass so it's like you pouring from an empty cup mm -hmm. yeah yeah no nah, definitely i think uh i think y'all got the nail on the head with that you know? yeah for sure so so uh all that ties in the money ties into all of that. If there's money in the environment, the environment will the environment will, will look more prestigious, the environment will look more taken care of. Yeah. And if you if you go into a nice environment, guess what you're gonna automatically assume you're gonna see nice people, nice people. You know what I mean? If you go to South Dallas, you see the streets are messed up. You know they renovating it now, but yeah, you go I was about see, to say at some point South Dallas look great. Yeah. I mean if you go to the majority, yeah. you see the rundown homes, the rundown streets, the rundown schools and abandoned homes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know what the type of mentality lives there. You know what I'm saying? Poor environment, poor mentality. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So if you go you know what you're gonna look for if you go to Highland Park. Yeah. Rich environment, rich mentality. So socioeconomics it controls the way people think. Because mm -hmm. if you're poor, you're gonna be, you're gonna think poor. Even if you want to think rich, is the like you said, the accessibility of the in the tools that you need to get rich is not in your environment. Yeah. And if you try to go to another environment, you don't know how to act in that type of environment because you wasn't. Yeah, very about true. It. 
you know what I'm saying? So social economics. And even like like the social media that you're interested in, the people who you follow, the people that you see and watch, the type of music you listen to kind of all ties into your environment because you're not going to be able to relate to anything else than what you came from. Yeah, you can look at them and be like, I want to use this person as a role model. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, with social media, nobody is portraying themselves to be who they are in real life. Right, they're the Navy. They do what? Navy. The they Navy. being all they can be. They <laughs> <laughs> just faking the phone. Yeah, piggyback on what Jay Z. Yeah, you, you cannot just go into social media and be like, oh, yeah, I look up to it. She's fake. Mm-hmm. Everybody putting on the show because nobody, very few people actually put on their actual face. Authentic on, self. Yeah, on social media. Everybody else just want to show people, oh, I got this. Oh, I think like this. Oh, I have this. Oh, I go there. When in reality, you spending your last dime to look this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you're really just seeing the highlight reel when it comes to social media. That's it, bro. For yeah. sure. That's all you seeing. Yeah. And then once you get around it, it's like, hmm, this is not what I thought it was going to be. At all, bro. So, yeah, no, it's definitely. Uh, so how do you uh, how do you determine what's a facade and what's not? Like regular people, you know? Or do they even think about that? Who? Like yeah, the regular they... people that's like seeing uh, the. So say the kids that's like seeing it, like how do you. Well, they can't, they, they won't be able to, to mm-hmm. determine. Yeah. They can't conceive personalities like that. I think the easiest thing is like one thing I used to tell the kids that I worked with at the hospital was nobody is happy 365 days out of the year. Nobody oh. is sad 365 days of the year. So if you're not being able to see, because life goes up and down, there's no way that it doesn't. So if someone is posting every single day and it's always just they're out having a good time, living their best life, like that's just not how life is. So I think that's the way you can kind of tell what's real versus just a facade they're putting on for social media. And I'm not going to say there aren't people who show that on social media, because nowadays a lot of people are trying to be more real and authentic because that is what's selling. But think about that. That's what's selling. So how real and authentic is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> shit, imagine that shit, somebody. It's a reality TV show. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And I think, especially TikTok, I know me, I scroll through TikTok and I see like, I have whatever, I, I'm anxious all the time. Da, 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 da. You're just nervous. Oh my! You're just nervous. Thank you. Like nervousness thank is okay. You. It's okay. Oh it's okay to be sad. It's, it's okay a, to be oh have these God, feelings. Bro. Yeah. A lot of people. What you call it? Hypochondriacs. Yep, hypochondriacs. Yeah. Full of it. Full of Dude, it. Dude, let me just pick back up JJ. Oh my God, I hear people all the time. I have anxiety. I have anxiety. I have anxiety. You literally have been clinically diagnosed with anxiety. You have to be clinically diagnosed to to be suffering from anxiety. What you feel is what my girl said. You are nervous. When did nervousness become uh, a, a prognosis of anxiety? No, you're just nervous. If you go on to a job and this is a job that you really want, you're going to be nervous. It's okay. Like, it's yeah. perfectly fine. Nothing is wrong with you just because you have nerves. Yeah, butterflies. It's healthy, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Like, that means you, that yeah, you means you're alive. Like, yeah, you well, fuck, you alive right. at that point. Sure, it's multiple feelings a human is going to go through. Right. You're mm-hmm. a human. You know? Imagine if they imagine if they um hyper intensify the 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 um the premise of pain. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and to feel pain, you gotta be pre-diagnosed to feel pain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I feel pain, I'm sick. Like, no, dude, that's just, that's a natural, that's a that's a natural feeling. 
just like being nervous, you know, that's a natural fit. Being sad, it's a natural feeling. Being sad doesn't necessarily necessarily denotes that you are depressed. Mm -hmm. No, if you like, if you like having a thing a certain way, it doesn't mean you have OCD. No, you like. You Maybe know you're just you a like. creature of habit. A creature of fucking habit, dude. Like we gotta stop. We gotta stop. Uh, we gotta stop. Uh, false, yeah, falsely diagnosing ourselves. And yeah. then, sorry, I don't yeah. want to interrupt yeah. you, but here's here's how it spirals. So you see it on TikTok. You say, okay, I have this. You look. You spiral into more videos. You start looking at all the little small symptoms, and you be like, yeah, I mean, I relate to that. I relate to that. Then you go to the doctor. And you tell them everything that you just saw, which are actual, you know, symptoms of anxiety. And now you're prescribed a med that you don't even need. Like, come like on. jumping on web. That's how it spirals. And like yeah. getting all your symptoms. Like, oh shit, I got that. You know. And yeah, now you, and now, yeah. now you mess up. Now you actually probably do got it. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be uh, aware of these things when you just. You know, build this shit on. in your life. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can ruin that point. We see what kids, we see what parents do to children all the time. It's called the uh, uh oh, I might boss this word up. <laughs> it's called the Machusen syndrome. I, I kind of bossed the word up, but it's um, it's basically when you um, they do it to kids when you uh tell a kid that they have this, mm -hmm. but they don't have it at all. Or mm. like, <clears throat> I know my aunt used to tell me. I used to say my cousin's bad. She'd be like, "Don't call him bad because then he'll grow up and be like, oh, this kid is bad.' So I'm gonna you be gonna like that bad baby kids. a complex. I hang That's out with the bad say. kids. Yeah. Then he's actually gonna be a bad kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's but there's really no such thing as a bad kid. Right. That's not. That's not good. Some of these kids bad. I ain't gonna. Well, some of them are, but ain't no bad certain kid. things a child do that is just you know it's just childlike behavior. Yeah. You don't have to clarify that it's bad. Nah, definitely. I think categorizing curious is curious, but. Like a kid gonna do, a kid gonna do the most anyway until you tell them that it's not right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Until you tell them, like a kid, a kid will fucking steal until you tell them. Hey, you don't know till you know. You don't know. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like they testing the water. They literally, they only been here two years. They only been here three right. years. You gotta understand that. Still a bunch they of mind is still trying to figure this shit out. So they gonna do everything. They gonna lie. They gonna steal. They gonna hopefully they don't kill. But you gotta tell, <laughs> you gotta tell them, hey. That's bad. If don't, don't kill somebody, don't boy. Do I'm, I'm, don't do that. That's Michael Myers reincarnated. I'm just saying, like they don't know until they know, so they yeah. they right, right, really right, have right, the capability right, right. to do anything. You know, right, like I'm pretty right. sure if you raise a kid in a while and tell them, all right, you gotta go do this, you gotta go do this, they gonna fucking do it, right? Right. right, right you know right. what I'm saying? So you gotta tell them, it's hey, that's that's a no no. Yeah, child is literally do not murder cup. that person. <laughs> you know, the empty cup. Yeah, that empty cup. Yeah, so so you just gotta watch what you're feeling into. Yeah, so. That's all I'm saying. And some of these kids be bad because they got bad parents. You know, a bunch of horrible parents out here. Yeah, definitely. I see it all the time. Like, I see it even on Facebook. They don't even try to hide it. Oh no, it was a fucking uh. I don't know if it was a picture. It was a picture. Uh, but it was somebody who just dressed their kid up in Halloween and they dressed them up as like Jeffrey Dahmer. No, no, no. It was like a oh the old girl. Yeah, she got the surgery. She got the surgery. Like it's horrible. Why would you do that? Let that baby be a fucking princess or a fucking character. You like. And if the baby did want to be that, then that made you that's what you put in yeah, her. Because the baby, yeah. the, the little baby was like three, four years old. Needs to be had. Yeah, that shouldn't be acceptable. Yeah, you accepting they like, oh, my baby wants to be this. Be no, you put her in that environment to want that. Like, mm -hmm. come on, man. That's my thing. Like, let these kids be kids. Don't be kids. You know, like, no, nah, I ain't with all that shit. Dressing babies up and dressing these little girls up that's like ten and of. Uh, Eight and dress, living dress like adults and, and stuff like that. No. Yeah. 
Why y'all doing it? Y'all opening that child up to be uh to be scrutinized, scrut predator like predators, Predator, yeah. like it's actual predators out there that's looking on it and will look at your fucking child because you sure. put them in that harmful situation yeah. like you gotta you gotta parent better like like shit. and to i just promote that's promotion for sex right yeah yeah somebody gonna come swoop up your kid then what yeah yeah i mean i agree to an extent i feel like the problem shouldn't lie like within the kid i understand no, there it's... are some lines like when it comes to dressing your kid up a certain way like i don't the showing the stomach, I don't. I feel like that's fine because oh, it's. A, I pull up that picture. You seen the picture? I haven't, but I did see this one video of this uh, woman. She waxes her daughter's unibrow. I saw it. <laughs> that baby. How do you feel about that? It's a unibrow, like wax that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I ain't got no problem with that. No, Man, get that little. I, but I saw, I saw one. Get that shit. Get that shit right. She had her daughter on full face of makeup. Um, yeah, nah, nah, nah. I ain't with all. That. I saw one gave her like, daughter going the ball like for real like my daughter still can't wear lip gloss like you know like and people say i'm hard on her like yeah but we know what this shit can <laughs> i feel like you know what I'm i saying? feel like king richard when they was like uh yes we hard on these kids yeah. <laughs> i mean i mean daddy's gonna be the bad guy that yeah, when, when you have to. little girls that daddy is always gonna be the bad guy because yeah. we know as men what yeah. men look yeah. at you know what i'm saying yeah the woman know know how she's looked at but the men yeah. know what we look at and what we expect to see or what we hope to see. So when I see girls on social media putting their daughters in some shit that they would wear to the goddamn club, that's horrible. That's crazy. That's horrible. That's crazy. It's some it's something fucked up in their mind. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that you want to dress your child up like that. Right. Like, that's, yeah. That that's crazy. crazy. That's it's kind of sexualizing their child. Sexual, you are literally, literally sexualizing yeah. your child. Literally. Like they want to get on men, but no, don't stop that. If you got your females, I know men have sexualized it. They, they, we have. I'm not going to lie. We have. But now that you have the women don't have to do it. I mean, the men don't have to do it no more. No, the women are now promoting this shit. Mm -hmm. So now that, that women are promoting this shit, it's certain things that you shouldn't do with a child because it's going to connote what the female rappers are putting, uh, projecting it to. So if a female rapper say, I'm, I'm gonna do this twerking, blah blah blah, and I'm gonna twerk on it. Now you should we shouldn't see no kid twerking. No, because now twerking is associated with sex. Mm -hmm. Every adult sees mm -hmm. twerking as sex. I don't care how you look. If we go to the club and see a girl twerking, what a man gonna think? Damn, Damn she could throw that out. I bet she can't do it. Literally. Look, like I bet she can't do it on the dick. Exactly. Literally. Yeah. And why we think like that? Because when you listen to these, when you listen to these lyrics, uh-huh. That's what it's saying. Women are, I'm gonna twerk on that. So now it's in our minds. Yeah. So now that it's in our minds, the dynamics of twerking has to change. Mm -hmm. You know what okay. I'm saying? Now it ain't just no cultural thing no more. Now it's tied into sex. Yeah. So now we shouldn't see little girls twerking. Just like uh certain things when it comes to little boys with guns. Now, if you want to teach your son around 10, 12 years old how to, how to wield them. a gun, yeah. but you take them hunting or shooting, that's cool. But the dynamics change when it's talking about a human. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. even in my opinion, like posting up with money, like with a gun and stuff like that. I feel like that's just not exactly. That's yeah. bad taste. It's mm -hmm. in bad taste. Because if you see people that, if you see actual men that teach their children how to wield a gun for you know protective reasons, they're not gonna be. They don't, you're not gonna see their son over there. Yeah, I got this Glock. You know what no. I'm saying? Yeah. Blah, blah blah blah. All in school, out mm -hmm. on the block. Blah, blah 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 blah. That gun only comes out if they need to protect or they going hunting. Yeah. So it's you gotta. We just gotta see the dynamics of what what this thing uh has to come with it you know yeah. what I mean? so yeah 
No, I definitely think uh, right on, right there, right there. Yeah. I mean, that's a great valid point, you know. Uh, we just got to do better. We just got to do better. Yeah, gotta, uh, and uh, with, with um, the, the thing when we go on social media and we try to search for, we try to search for um, therapy through uh, mimetic epidemiology, which is basically. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, man, tell the shit IDK is out mimetic there. Mimetic epidemiology is basically finding therapy through memes. Mm. So whenever we see a meme that that has like positive affirmation, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that, that'll uplift you. That's cool. Oh, we see, oh, we see these, we always see these memes where we, these rappers are always talking about certain things. A lot of this shit shouldn't even apply to a lot of us. Cause it's their own personal view. That's how they feel. Like a, a lot of things that Kevin Gates say. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. But I see a lot of people taking the truth. No, stop that shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see people see shit that Cardi B says and they take it for truth. Cut that shit out. You know what I'm saying? That shit is not law. That shit is not absolute truth. None of that shit. So you gotta be sure on what you intake when it comes to finding therapy through memes. Cause a lot of that shit should not even be on your radar and uh, what you take in you start to believe that shit and that 100%. Shit become, yeah and that shit start to become part of your personality and it can possibly make you angry possibly make you uh uh sheltered you know what i'm saying so you got to be sure what you intake when it comes to these memes make you feel like you're less than It'll definitely make you feel like you're less than you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like we see people all the time on social media building money shit like that and we, all right, what we think Damn, I don't have that. I don't have that. I don't have that. <laughs> like I, say, I think my mind playing like... tricks on me. <laughs> mind playing tricks. Yeah. So you got to be sure on how you on how you work and how you navigate through social yeah, media. Yeah, social media is definitely a dangerous place. Yeah, it's, you definitely got to tread uh tread lightly. Yeah. How do you, what media. age do y'all feel like your kids should have social media? My kids when they can handle it mentally. And, no. You said no. Yeah. Not if for the simple fact that Duke, uh, the University of Duke did a um, did a um, study. Study. I don't know why I can say it. they did a study on the thing between making me laugh. <laughs> did they did a study on the topic of social media and uh, teenage girls. Yeah. So they did it between, but it, it exceeded teenagers. It went on to adolescents between fourteen, between ages of fourteen and twenty three, and they said uh, the most. Uh, social media as that girls that age use is TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. And it was like, um, when these little girls see these things, they become depressed. Yeah. They become sorrowful because they might be living in a lower middle class house, but they favorite influencer lives in this big ass house, maybe in Beverly Hills mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. And they look on that and they start to do self-reflect and they start to feel bad about their condition. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And a lot of it leads to depression and, and you know what comes out of depression suicide yeah. yeah so a lot of the suicide rate is heightened between those ages because of that you yeah. honestly cannot deny the correlation you can't you can't deny the correlation between or how social media affects mental health yeah no i think it definitely does i think uh you like say uh women in general um well not women in general some women but some women in particular like they'll see They'll see a group of girls, you know what I'm saying, going to lunch or going to brunch, oh, you know Lord what I'm saying? Jesus. And uh they'll 
want to be in that situation and mm-hmm. want their relationship to go that way or they want, you know what I'm saying, those friends, types do, of friends. Those types of friends, but then they kind of reflect on their own situations like, damn, my girls couldn't even do that. I want to take girls trips. I want to mm-hmm. do this. I want to do that. And you know what I'm saying, psychologically, it's like now you're feeling less than, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't have that. You can't go that route, you know, so mm-hmm. I think it definitely plays an effect on that. Yeah, and I think the worst part about it is it makes you start treating the people around you oh, like, like they're shit, less like than. they're not. Uh-huh. Yeah, like you might yeah. have some great friends who are right for you, but just yeah. because they can't afford to go to brunch with you every Saturday, now you treat them like shit and they ain't shit. Yeah, they go the same thing with like relationships when you see like, oh dear Lord Jesus, <laughs> like when you see your friends taking all these trips and stuff, and then you look at your own relationship like I want to take couples trip. Why you? Why you ain't took me there yet? Why you ain't took me to Barbados? Why you ain't took me to like? Why didn't switch. you take me? <laughs> That's not it. That's yeah. not good. Is it? So. It's okay. We used to do that when we was kids. Mm-hmm. When we watch these TV shows. I'm gonna be all the way transparent. I'm gonna be all the way transparent. Oh, give uh, it to him, Rick. So when I was a little kid, you know what I'm saying? I stayed in the lower middle class neighborhood. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't always have it like that. We kind of never did have it like that. You know what I'm saying? But we had enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I still we still got it like that. Shit. Yeah, like, we what? just we just didn't have it like that. Have it, have it like that. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm looking at the TV, and you know, back then, even in the 90s, it was still one-sided. So anytime I'm looking at show like Clueless, Bormy's World, or um uh what's that show? Step by step, full house and shit like that, or movies like blank check, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I'm looking at white kids got it. I'm talking about got it. They the only ones that can fucking come downstairs and it's breakfast all on the fucking tables, and they grab a piece of toast and run out the fucking door. Mm-hmm. Right. Could you imagine the privilege and you ain't got no food in the motherfucking uh cabinet? Right. Cause yeah. that's what that hurt. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. That's what television was showing us. Yeah, white kids got it. Anytime they show black kids, we was on way. Uh, god dang South Central boys mm-hmm. in the hood, and that time. Kind of I mean, we had a couple of them, yeah. like Fresh Prince, Family Matters, and stuff like that. But yeah. most of the time, we were showing us oppressed, yeah. broken. Yeah. Shit. I like Fresh Prince because they always had food on the table, like they always show, like, uh, when they go to the dining room, table, they always had food on the table, yeah. yeah. So they gave us was, a different, they gave different us insight. a different, you know what I'm saying? Bill Cosby did too, yeah, yeah, it was a different insight. But imagine when you got, imagine when you only got a speck of that. But you got a bulk of the other. Oh, yeah, definitely. Your reality is going to be like, I don't see these type of families. Yeah. I don't see people going to college and shit. Yeah. I can go outside right now and see somebody do a drug transaction. Yeah. You know I think it's kind of funny. I might be off on this, but we still don't really have that. Like now, it's kind of gone into like mixed race families. Like I see a lot of mixed race families on TV with all that. You noticed that too? Yeah. I just literally just told my girl that. You got a black man and a racially ambiguous woman that he's with or fucking, right. you know? I literally just told yeah. my girl that. I said, babe, do you you ever just notice on yeah. most of these commercials? Yeah. You're biracial. Oh, I notice <laughs> all this shit. It's always a woman that's not really, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a she she could be black, you know what I'm saying, but she ain't she shaped like a black man. woman, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. She's like ain't got black features. She ain't got black like, features. She, she, she got the curly hair, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been seeing it. We you know we, we know what they're trying to show. that shit. No, I'm not knocking it at what y'all all. Doing. Not knocking it all, but we know. <laughs> what in the camera. We see what the fuck y'all doing. Yeah, we know what y'all doing. Yeah. Dog. You know what I'm saying, but you ain't they, hiding from us. The kids see these type of things. We see y'all out there. My kids, you see them type of things, bro. You say, man, I wish I was white. Mm. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I was like, damn, bro, the being black, being a black kid, nigga, I'm smart. I'm a smart black kid, bro. I got picked on, talked yeah. about, 
You know what I'm saying? Go outside. I'm saying everybody fight. Ain't no love. Yeah. I'm seeing this stuff on a white kid live and shit. I'm like, damn, I can be white. You know what I'm saying? But that shows you the power that TV and I shit mean, have. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now we have TV on our phones with social media. So imagine kids, uh, look, girls and boys seeing the shit they see on when they tap these apps. They want to be those things. Yeah. And if they can't be those things due to whatever reason. It beats down on them. It beats down on them. Bro. They now yeah. they depressed. Now they say sometimes they kill themselves yeah. for that reason. You know what I mean? So you gotta, you gotta be, separate. that's why I'm scared to let my daughter have social media. I think yeah, you still got to, it's a fear, but I think you still got to give them the freedom. I think the key is teaching. Teach. Yeah. 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 So I think the things that you're that you're instilling in your kids now you know, is it. definitely gonna affect what they do in the long run. run. See, the thing with kids is when you tell the kids during a rebellious stage, that's right before adolescence, 13, oh, yeah. 14, 15, 16, the knowledge that you don't give them don't kick in until they become grown. And then they can reflect. They've lived through it, yeah, yeah. Some of the mistakes that you already told them about. Exactly. So if we study speaking upon them futuristic uh, ordeals. Oh, they just talking. But after they go through it, by the time they grow, they're gonna they actually gonna take heed to what we said. And I'm not even gonna lie, in my experience, I listen. Like I got so many different types of speeches and lectures from all different types of people in my family, people who were in their young twenties, forties. Mm-hmm. And I listened growing up, but whenever I got like 18 in college and I kind of seen how other people were living, I was like it kind of got put in my head that I was like brainwashed. Like, I'm like, dang, they wanted me to do all this. All these people are doing this and they fine. They're living their life. So mm-hmm. I kind of lost some ideas, ideals that had been instilled in me. So oh, you got to college and just went wild. I didn't go wild because I still had like base of it, but I let some stuff she go. She was like, freedom. I let some stuff go. And freedom. Did it lead? I don't know if it led to regrets. I kind of think of it as like, you know, that was probably just a life lesson that I had to learn. Uh, cause I feel like certain experiences you have to go through. You have uh, to. definitely, yeah, definitely. So, and then some. Most of those experiences are gonna make you like learn, like, hey, okay, I probably should slow the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. That's so. right on the nail. Mm-hmm. You know what? 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 Wasn't right on the nail? You hitting that camera back over here? <laughs> it was late in the month. Hey, I was talking. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Shit. So what y'all feel about? Nah, so what y'all feel about uh the haircut system in America? Boy, I thought you said the haircuts in America. I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, they yeah. right, shit. I personally like the boosty thing. You know? uh, I had the boosty thing. <laughs> Healthcare uh, in America. I feel like well, I actually did a little bit of research. 52% of women feel like there's some type of bias towards like have feel like they've experienced some sort of discrimination mm. in the healthcare. And that's it. compared to a 6% of men. So that speaks for itself. Well, most men don't go to the hospital. I do not. Not, not even just a hospital. Mm-hmm. A, doctor, a doctor. Like... Most men don't go to the doctor. You know why? Because psychologically, we told, put some dirt on it. But what's funny is women's pain isn't taken seriously in the medical field. I like how you went back to that. It's about women. <laughs> That's about my point. Us. I put that shit up there and I'm going to talk <laughs> about it. I'm going to speak on it. I'm going to preach to my lady. Okay, it's but, about but look, but, women. But hold on, but in reality, that is a really real scare because no, it uh, is. It I read is. in an Ebony magazine about 10 some years ago 
And uh, this this uh, this older older black lady, she had the um, she was one of the few women, hundreds of women, that filed uh, a lawsuit against a hospital in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And because um, after she had birth, she was she only had one child. Mm-hmm. And after she had after she gave birth to her son, you know, her and her husband tried to conceive more children, but yeah. she couldn't. So she wondered why. So she kept going back to the doctor, and they were like, "Man, you're totally fine. I don't know why you can't have children." So. Somebody else came with a with a story of like, man, they think they sterile. So she was like, she chimed in, and more all the women chimed in, like, man, I, I think I'm sterile too. Where did you go to uh you know um deliver your child? And they were like, we went to such and such and such. And they were like, we went there too. Around what time? And it was around about five, five years span. They did this. They're like, yeah, I went there back in 80, blah, 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 blah. Like, I did too. So boom, come to find out when they were shooting the epidermal, they were sterilizing these women. Guess what they was compensated? Not enough. What? Maybe they maybe was uh uh, uh the conversation was around how much it costs to have a baby. Uh-uh. Like 18, 20 grand. Uh-uh. <laughs> I would have needed millions. I need I millions. Need, I need some. Y'all done took it. Y'all done took it out you of me. You took the power you bestowed said, on me by God. God. Yeah. By God, you yeah. took it out of me. You took away my superpower. Um, I was doing some research and um, do y'all know what an IUD is? Yep. Yeah. Birth control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all know how it goes in? Yes. Sometimes Did y'all know? Own, no, no. That's, you, can knock this, that, you can knock that baby loose too. This <laughs> specifically does it goes in you. Oh. And did you? No. Not, that's, that's, I don't think it's the one in the bar. Is that the copper one? Oh, you said it don't go in your body at all. No, it goes in your, in your yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a procedure yeah, performed with no anesthetic, no anesthetic. Did I say that? Anesthesia. No anesthesia. No anesthesia. Um, nothing. No pain meds. No nothing. And women across the board are saying like that's more painful than childbirth. Fuck, I bet it's And doctors are like, oh no, it's not that bad. Like, and nobody's taking it seriously. But yet, women are saying that it's more painful than childbirth, and you get a whole epidural and go numb for childbirth. Look. And you're not getting any pain meds for this? You know, they gonna first of all, birth control kills. Yeah. 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 So I'm that's it. I'm done oh, yeah. speaking on it. I heard about a whole uh I heard, I heard about a whole lot of stories about them birth control people. Dear Lord. You know what I'm saying? I heard about I actually used to talk to a a, a, a woman that had the, the clamp on her fallopian tube. She said she used to always be in pain. because uh, you know they can clamp it and mm. close it so the egg can't reach it. Yeah, you'll die in the fallopian tube. She said it used to be painful. Every now and then she'll feel pain. I can, I can imagine. Yeah, uh, so. I listen. Birth controllers, man. Women listen. go through a lot. They do, like a lot. They do, like a lot. They do. That's why I said on this post one day. I know this is insensitive, but it's funny. I said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's the, a joke. The reflections of Ricky Ray do it's a not joke, have guys. I said, I said, I'm glad I'm a human that insert babies and not the one that eject babies. Mm. I am glad it's, because, it's kind of dude, I'm sure you are, dude. Listen, I am sure you are. <laughs> listen, giving childbirth, bro. I am men, women. That shit looks painful as hell. That shit look crazy. I seen it. I seen it done before, dude. Like real life, real life. Yeah. That baby came out look like a little alien. I was like, God damn. Right. Girl, watch you, that shit off. Go, go watch it. And they I remember like it was it was it threw me off, but it was like a funny moment because when my daughter came out, you know what I'm saying? The doctor just grabbed her and they gave her the, they just threw the cord in my face and gave me some scissors. I was like, what the fuck? Ugh. 
you know. But, we have another one, Harry. <laughs> shit, I like that shit right there. Y'all go through a lot. That's all I gotta yeah, say. for sure. Especially we're taking seriously yeah, in the healthcare system. And then the cost of healthcare is ridiculous, dude. Yeah, Canada, bro. Canada always gloating. Yeah, <laughs> America may have the money, but we have free healthcare. Is that your Canada voice? Canadian nah, voice? Is that your Canadian voice? No, nah, no, nah, my Canadian voice. My Canadian voice would be. We have free healthcare, eh? Hey, you guys doing it? Hey, so that's for you guys, eh? What's up, buddy? Well, nope. we're nice and calm. Not your eh? buddy, buddy. <laughs> Shout out to Working Moms. I love that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good show. That's a good show. And that's really off topic, but Yo, I just love she had, No, it is hilarious. No, that show is fucking hilarious. Now she had because she was going through like mental. Uh, the postpartum like depression yeah. with yeah. the child and she went there and she said this is funny because it's dark i love dark humor but they was like do you want to kill yourself she's like no i don't really want to kill myself maybe just get in like a car accident and just kind of be <laughs> out for a couple of months you know just a coma you know but yeah. just just a vacation yeah. you know i just, I, I just want a vacation i just want a vacation yeah. <laughs> but yeah they have some like brilliantly funny moments in that show man yeah you do yeah. need another season yeah man yeah next season last season though. oh no that's oh. crazy Next winter too. Oh man. But yeah, the cost of healthcare is crazy. Uh I worked in the healthcare system for nine years. Oh dude. And uh <laughs> you forgot it took my took my fucking life force working in the health. You're depressed. I was very depressed. And, <laughs> and it was just like seeing people come in and they can't afford healthcare. And I was I was it'd be hurtful to see them get turned around. Well, well, you can't. You can't turn anybody around. Because oh, because of Barack. No, 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 no. It was uh That's just- it's just law. Yeah. It's law. You have to. They be. used to turn people away, but they didn't. If they didn't have the right HMO. No, no, you cannot in a uh, in a private. No, in a uh, not even in a private hospital. Just in a hospital. Period. What was the whole to, thing about John like, Q? Even in, even in a mental hospital. What was the thing about John? No, they literally turned it was around. an elective. Like you can be turned away if you don't have uh, uh right insurance. If, no, if you don't have funds to pay for an elective surgery, then yes, you know what I'm saying you can be turned away. But as far as like. Uh, you coming into the emergency room? You cannot be turned away if you come into the emergency room. You have okay, to. See you have to be seen by a doctor. You have to be stable, and uh, you have to be. You have to be seen by a doctor, and you have to be stable. What was the whole thing about uh, uh Barack Obama campaign when he was talking about? No, that you can't was, get turned away because of your health care insurance. Well, you should be able to. It was affordable. Uh, healthcare. So he established affordable healthcare to everybody. Right. And he have. was like, you can't get turned away. That was his, that was one well, of his arguments. The fact that people were being like, you couldn't, so it was insurance, you know what I'm saying? Like you not having insurance, you're not able to follow up with your doctor's appointment. Like, so uh, emergency room, you go to the emergency room. So say I get yeah, sick. Yeah, I know you can't get turned away in emergency room. But listen to me. So you, you get sick, you go to the emergency room, boom, you just broke your leg. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, after you're not going to get healed in the emergency room. Now you need a physician. You know, you need therapy. You need all of this. If you don't have insurance, how are you going to pay for these things? You can't. You know, you're going to rack up debt. Yes. But you're going to have to go into programs that are not going to be adequately funded. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be uh, the best situation for you because it's going to be, you're going to have to be put into situations where you're going to have to wait in line for this treatment. You're going to have to be on waiting lists that can be months and you're in pain now. How are you going to pay for these things? So they're going to establish healthcare that's affordable, you know what I'm saying, for people, you know? And then it's like, all right, now I have healthcare. Now I can follow up with my doctor. Now I can get, we're not even talking about pharmaceuticals. We're not, we just talking about the doctor. The doctor, even in the emergency room, is different from the hospital. 
You got to pay your doctor fee mm-hmm. and you got to pay your emergency room fee. All of that shit is separate. Now we're talking about pharmaceuticals. You know what I'm saying? Now you have to pay, you got to pay lab fees. You got to pay motherfucking, uh, all of this shit, all this shit costs. Big Pharma is, and the medical industry is a I fucking, well, oh, that shit's a beast. Oh, you yeah. know? So having, having a healthcare system that's for the people and not just for doc, for pockets, I hate to say like doctor's pockets, but a lot of a lot of rich fucking doctors and poor fucking patients, you know, for a reason. Uh, that's why they, you know, that's why they always. I read this book called Generation RX. Mm-hmm. Good book, guys. Generation RX, and it was talking about the connections between uh, big farm and physicians. And it was like most of the time when uh, JJ was talking about the hypochondria, well, hypochondriacs. A lot of people go in there, uh, not know, unbeknownly go in there, and there's nothing actually wrong with them. They psych themselves out. Yeah. Oh my God, I have this, I have that. They have nothing. They're perfectly fine. It's all mental. But the doctor, they just like cops, they have quotas they have to meet. Basically, if they just had a contract, they just got a contract with uh let's say Merck or uh Glaxo or I think it's Glaxo Klein, and they were like, We got this new, we got this new medicine, we wanna we wanna try it out. So somebody ha- just so happened to come in there professing these type of symptoms. So I'm like, oh, okay, we just got this new medicine, try it out. But uh, give these people those type of things, those type of uh, 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 prescription medicine, even though there's nothing wrong with these people. Or sometimes people go in there and they give them placebos. Like they'll give they'll give some certain uh, they'll give certain patients placebos, and if somebody else come in with that same uh, symptom, they'll give them the actual medicine to see if it actually has an effect on the human. Yeah. So basically, you when you go in there, you're a prospect. That's why I don't trust hospitals. You're a prospect. You know what I'm saying? A science project. You're a science project. You're a lab rat. You know what I'm saying? I did not know doctors had quotas. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get your money about prescriptions. You know what I'm saying? Well, unless you're a surgeon. But regular doctor, they can sign you off. You need yeah. you need what? Gotcha. Gotcha. Just like therapists. I remember a doctor told me that he hit me with a placebo. I was like, <laughs> what? Hit you with a water pill. There's nothing in a sugar pill. Water pill. Yeah. I went through a lot of medical issues at one point. You know, I was like sick, like damn near about to die. You know, and uh, like in that trial phase, you know, like uh, I ain't gonna just out the doctor like that, but he, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying like the, cause he was like maybe it's just your diet, you know, what I'm saying that you, you know, what I'm saying using, but like probably like a week later, he was like, yeah, I think it slipped out. It was one of those like slip of the tongues, you know, what I'm saying because we was, you know, what I'm saying cool, you know, what I'm saying at the time, you know, and he was like, yeah, it was just. You know. <laughs> Here to be. <laughs> oh, JJ is the engineer over here of the year. Bro, I caught it right in time. <laughs> you caught it right there. Boom, boom, engineer of the year. You know, hey, but uh, man of many, a um, woman of many talents. Woman, <laughs> look, I'm doing I, so much. Oh, I'm really? <laughs> Lord help me. Lord, <laughs> so Lord. they did a woman. good job. Yeah, Gosh. I lost my train of thought, but uh, of many talents. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, JJ. <laughs> Thank you, JJ. We appreciate you You're so welcome. much. It costs to go to the emergency room. That's what I'm saying. Definitely. And everything from the the sheets on the bed to the oxygen. A damn band-aid. A band-aid. All of that shit is gonna cost. You know what I'm saying? So I understand them trying to make their money back. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes, you know, off the back. They make money through insurance. They make money off insurance, yes. But if you ain't got no insurance, how are they gonna make money? It- that's the, that was a whole thing with Barack campaign. Yeah. Even though I don't think he was the best president that ever existed. No way. 
form of fashion. But that was a whole argument. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Because hospitals was turning people away. You can't, they can't, you if you know you can't, they can't make money off you and it's something they're gonna turn you away. Yeah. But after Barack, you can't turn them away. Yeah. Obamacare. There you go. Now you can't <laughs> Obamacare. I, I loved when people used to come in and say that shit. Like it, it was like clearly like I it was when uh like um it was when everybody was mad at Obama, but like the white folks, you know what I'm saying? Mad. It was like Obama care. And I was like, I was mad too. <laughs> I don't want to pay for somebody that don't want to give up out there behind. Ricky's a Republican. I'm not. I'm <laughs> no. I'm independent. I'm independent. <laughs> but I understood why working class citizens was mad about that. You know, so yeah. we already paying taxes for y'all to do nothing with. Mm. Now I'm out. Now y'all adding another tax. For for the welfare of people who don't actually want to get out there behind, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, so it's yeah. Not cool, not I'm cool, like, man. Not cool, man. I see it from all sides. I I do too. I see it from all sides. I understood. I don't want people. <laughs> not to get like once I was like, there were good people on both sides. <laughs> oh, Trump. <laughs> not like him though. Not like him. I just, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was the KKK. Like, literally, was, it was literally the KKK. That it was, was like funny. there were good people on both sides. That was funny. Even though I, I do want Trump to press, I didn't. I did not agree with that one. You want? Yes, I want he Trump to press. He opened the episode with Trump 2024. He did. Yes, didn't he? I'm not. I'm not ashamed of that. Mm. I do mm. want him to be president more than I want this dude to be back in now. Okay, well, just say that then. Still, I don't know who will be a better president because it's. I feel like that new character. I feel like that new character ain't been unlocked yet. It's unknowing, so we don't know. That's what I'm saying. I think there's a better candidate. We just need a new character. No, no, no. It just hasn't been unlocked yet. We haven't made it to that stage. Kim Kardashian. It's unknowing. Don't even even say that on this show. (laughs) But when you got when when Trump was in office, the only thing people that can talk about him was was about his answers outside of politics. His Basically, but he, how he, he attached it all to his politics? He tried. Maybe he did. He did. He like was making money in the White House. I mean, that's a duh. I mean, the president only made two hundred fifty thousand. No. Yeah, in his like, you supposed to like, hey man, I'm for the country. I'm doing that. Nigga was making side deals. Imagine how many side deals and what like fucking chaotic shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he did while what, what was chaotic? Hold on, 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 hold on. We gonna we talk about global politics. The man was cool with uh the Korean uh president. The man was cool. Well, kind of. He was putting China in his place. Thank you. China needed. Made China needs American to be put in, people pay for fucking golf fucking uh courses at Mar-a-Lago. Sure did. We pay for you that. Know I mean? We still pay for that now. Yeah, you're right. We still pay for that now. But uh, they just expose it with him. Yeah. But when he was in when he was in office, our GDP was high. That's why inflation was low because we was uh what we were doing domestically is like how you say the dollar circulates in neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. That's how the dollar was circulating in America. It was great. That he was his whole thing was we don't have to outsource, we don't have to keep buying overseas. We have these same things over here. Keep the dollar in the nation. Democrats don't do that, they want to outsource. If you don't believe me, they have a book called War on the Middle Class by Lou Dobbs. Talking about this very thing, the outsourcing of the American dollar. But we'll talk about that next. Amen. But word of the day is <laughs> racist and fucking bigot. Call me what you want, man. We ain't even talking about you. I'm not talking about you. you but that's about. if you just put the shoe on, the shoe nigga, fits. If you just put the shoe I on. I mean, I'm literally just got finished you, talking about 
this and that, and you just blurt out, right? What am I fuck? You didn't specify that. You, we just finished we talking, just about finished talking about Trump. No, I was talking about. See, that's what's wrong with you, motherfuckers. You were talking about Trump. We talking about Trump. Who Call is me Clay a racist Power. and bigot? You better stop playing with these fucking people like that, man. <laughs> Are you with your stop mama? Stop playing on. Stop playing on our tops, my nigga. Like, tell these people what you fucking stand for, and you know. Stand, tell them who you are. Tell them who you are, because you all had these people really thinking that you. No, I stand. I stand for the betterment of the people, but mm -hmm. I. But that's why I said I'm not Republican nor Democrat, because both of them have a, yeah, and and then they have a. Uh, so what the I, fuck is the end? They had a pros and, and they cons. They had a pros and they cons. So to for me to, to advocate one holistically is retarded. Mm. It's crazy as hell because I'm not all for liberalism and I'm not all for conservatism. Gotcha. So I take so a you feel like sides. okay. So I do the same thing. What I won't do is Democratic talk, presidents are failing us, and that's that could be true. That could possibly be true. Literally. But what I won't do is substitute. You know, what I'm saying my moral values and what I believe in for just because you made the dollar make more sense. Just because you are a good businessman, but you're a horrible fucking person. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where I just like you're not gonna get my vote because of that. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's where I like. That's where my moral compass chooses to go to. Well, this is politics. There is no such thing as a moral compass in politics. That's probably why I ain't literally, in politics. <laughs> no moral is no, no moral compass in politics. Politics is literally ran off of money. That's it. That's it. You got the money. You got the you got the political power. So trying to put moral in and uh, uh, morality in it, you in the wrong business. But opinions are attached. Yeah, everybody gonna have their opinions. I mean, that's all. That's all. What politics but as a president, is. I don't feel like you should be voicing. All your opinions on such topics that have nothing to do with the presidents, right? But that's kind of that, that's that's kind of a gray area because when you're the president, you are you are responsible for every ideology that that a human can conceive. Literally, I think as, so, a, I think as a president of such a must, diverse country, like you gotta fucking you can't say what you you feel, can't right? say what you you can I oh yeah we gotta. Hey man, it's a lot of shit that we can talk about when it comes to this. We'll talk about it next show. Yeah, we're gonna talk yeah. about it next show. We definitely gonna get it into the next show. Uh, for sure, for sure. Yo, word of the oh, let me get a oh, word of the day. Yeah, go ahead and do word, word of the day, day is uh susurration. What? It's just a soft... I was like, who the fuck is susurration? Literally, who I'm the like, fuck is susurration? We got a sister as the word. God damn, nigga, shit. You guys suck so hard. <laughs> I was like, so hard. I know sister Bernice. I know sister Bernice. I know sister. Uh, I know sister, sister Gladys. Sister Gladys. But I don't know sister. What's the what's the sister Gladys? Sister Serration. Sister Serration. You guys suck. <laughs> Tell me what it means. Definition, please. Definition, please. All right. Susurration. <laughs> okay. It means a soft whispering sound. A soft whispering. A soft whispering sound. Mm. So it's kind of like ASMR. It's kind of like how JJ talks. I was just thinking <laughs> that. I was like so like my voice yeah <laughs> hey man this has been shit idk man thank you guys and you're welcome